These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. Oh, I'll drink to that. He's a real. Get out of here! Can't you see we don't want you anymore? I'm the Lord of the Harvest. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Okay. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? Almost done, I? Shit! Wendy? The ice is gonna break! Sometimes dead is better. Give me a keg of beer. Groovy. Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. It's the holiday season. When you stay with the great smell of brood, the great smell of brood stays with you. He's also suffering from, from anal bleeding. What? There's a family in our driveway. <laughs> the Carpenter Rants. Much like the dark half. Hey, folks, welcome to TCR. That's uh, not tonight's episode. Well, I think I might do them out of order. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, we're the nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Doug. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Oh. Woo. Cracker Jack. Am I Kindle? Yeah. Yes. Maybe. I hope so. Are you Kindle? Are you Kindle? Tonight. Or Sorry, are no. you some again? That's the dark half. underground clone, guys. We got some stuff to talk mm. about tonight. Yeah, we do. we do. There's a reason I, I want to do. Play. I'm not the shadow, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, there's a reason I want to do the dark half first because I think it's quite an interesting double feature with another movie that I've seen. Not good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should watch these two movies back to back, but I basically back did. To back. And so I figure we'll break it down. So which one are we doing first? We're doing the dark half. Okay. We're going out of order? Yep. Okay, cool. I have OCD. That won't bother me at all. We make these rules up, baby. There are no rules here. Mm -mm. Where we're going, we don't need rules. I wish people could see me driving the DeLorean. Oh, my Cyrex. Yeah, I'll turn into <laughs> robots a little bit. A robot. Oh, alrighty, alrighty, Roo. <laughs> um, alright, folks, uh, this is, of course, our limited series, which feels uh, never-ending, uh, chronicling the uh, Stephen King films, uh, just made for theater and horror-related, and then the ones that we didn't decide to cut out just because... 
Um, cut out like a tumor. Uh, so uh, this is Dark Half. And uh, Doug, mm-hmm. give me some of them fat deets. I, well, it was released. Um, am I on the right one? Yes, I am. It was released April 23rd, 1993. Mm. And the budget was $15 million. Mm. I did not see 15 million in this. Uh, yeah, no. I didn't you know, see I saw, 15 million in this. Okay, fair enough. Yes, I ma'am. saw in the credits that it looked like they uh, the CG birds were a pretty big undertaking because they, ah. like, they had a huge credit for this. The, That's right, uh, they did. You know, people what? that did the well, that birds. was 13 million, I guess. Yeah, I bet you didn't take into account 1993 CG. 1993 birds, nope, I sure didn't. Uh, <laughs> when did Jurassic Park come out? 94. Oh man, so they beat them to the CG. <laughs> Spielberg saw the dark half and was like, Yep, he was humming that. He was like, Oh shit, oh birds, if they can make these birds look this good. Imagine what I can do with dino DNA. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brought million. back ten point six million. Ooh, that is significantly it's a big old fat flop. Ooh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode of TCR Hail to the King, brought to you by Coke Zero Sugar, Orange Vanilla. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys have freaking diet cream soda, AMW diet cream soda. We do. Which- which we don't have here in North Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You guys have Coke Zero Sugar Orange Vanilla. We don't have that here either. You don't have any cans there? No. You got to get with the times, Mississippi. Ooh, How many times have they heard we that got, every hour of we every day? We got the full sugar, but that's why but I not left. The, uh, not the zero. Well, I'm sorry. That's why I left, Doug. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you left because you they didn't have something that didn't exist yet. I saw the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so big old flop, dark half. Yeah. Um, maybe because it's dumb. Extremely. But I'll tell you, I didn't hate it. I probably never watch it again. Yeah. But I'll tell you, here's here's how I make this movie more rewatchable mm-hmm. in one stroke. Yeah. And I can. It's not gonna make it perfect by any means. Killer robots. No. Uh, someone's horribly miscast in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, uh, oh my God. Our sheriff, played Michael by Rooker. Michael Rooker, yeah. should have been the lead in this movie. True, because he was great in oh, this. Oh man, imagine him playing the two... Timothy Hutton's character, which yeah. I'll refer to as Timothy Hutton because I don't remember his name. He had two names. George... Frank and Charles. George and Charles. Was it yeah. George Starks? George Stark. And, and Charles... Charles Grady. <laughs> That's Charles from The Shining. When it, it, was, it was Thaddeus, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. Something about Thad... Yeah. Called My, uh, okay. Charles Grady's from The I'm, Shining. I'm getting, I'm getting. There's a Charles in Charge. the other movie that we're going to cover. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, the one next week that we're covering. Yes. You went ahead and watched both of them. It's a go getter. I'm my brain's not ready for this one yet, so I'm I'm stuck on Charles. Yeah, I was all so, set yeah. on the other one too. 
it was Thad, and it's gonna work out. Um, <laughs> you're gonna enjoy it. Thad Beaumont. Thad George. Thad Beaumont. Beaumont. George Stark. Gross. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, imagine Rooker playing this character, especially the Southern serial killer character. Yeah. God. Who was from Oxford, Mississippi? Oh yes, he was. And he had a. I've Sweet drove through hair, there dude. before. Hell, I ate at Raising Cane's or whatever. Abner's Chicken down there. I the saw what we have here. <clears throat> I saw Avatar. Hmm? James Cam- I saw James Cameron's Avatar in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Yep. The blue cool. cats. <laughs> Never seen Avatar. Cat aliens. Not unlike another movie we'll be talking about soon. Um, <laughs> that I've also seen, apparently. Um, okay. Yeah. So I just think this movie becomes a hundred times more watchable. Oh you, yeah, I, I'll I'll agree with you if you just make Michael Rooker the yeah. the lead. Um, but Timothy Hutton's a big star, so let's throw Is he? him. Yeah, he won an Oscar as a child. Okay, for, for the what? Ordinary people. What is that? That that's the ringing drama. some bells. Check it out. Who else is in it? I don't know. Okay, good talk. <laughs> Alright, if I don't ask this, it's going to drive me crazy. Is it Booker or Rooker? Rooker. Rooker. R. Okay. Yeah. Making sure Rooker, I'll Booker. lose my mind. What? <laughs> um, that was Booker. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Um, okay. So, um, I don't know. This movie... It, first of all, it's way too long. Holy shit, is it yes. long? Oh my god, when I saw the runtime, I was so sad. It's only 121 minutes. It I feels know. like four hours. It's so it's a, long. It's like, it's a, at least a half an hour too long. Yes. Yeah, and just to get to what it finally gets to, you're like, oh, okay. Okay. I almost turned this off twice. Directed real by... Quick, real quick, I hate this movie. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, I like it. I liked it. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, I'm Directed not, by George Romero. Directed yeah, by George Romero. Um, I'm not a fan either. However, I can see ways where this movie might have been, I don't know if cool is the right word, but watchable, definitely. No, with all Stephen King movies, the premise is there, and it... it you could go anywhere with it yep. and make it great. That's why I'm all for all these remakes. remakes yeah, desperately need mm-hmm. them. I think. Oh, that's my was coming that down the stairs. The shit out of yep, me. Yep, me too. Ooh, all right. Um, um, creaky floors in the Midwest, folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Creaky Just, windows. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you got. And we've kind of seen... What else did we watch It was kind of like this? Every one of them except for Carrie, The Shining, Creep Show, Maximum Overdrive. No, there was something uh, specifically like this. That Firestarter. We oh, oh, you know what? It, it wasn't really... It kind of reminded me of... Um, In, the Mount, In the Mouth of Madness. You know what? Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, just... Totally, and because clearly that man, <laughs> um, just because uh, that character in that film was clearly based on Stephen King, yeah. Um, so 
this guy Thaddeus Beaumont um, he's an author mm-hmm. creates a surname much mm-hmm. like Stephen King mm-hmm. and much like a lot of other authors to yep. write different styles of stories that he wouldn't write under his own name just because like so he writes quote unquote literature but he's got like horror b- book ideas I guess so he writes them under this other name because that's a lesser than genre of fiction it's like um isn't it like about vigilante justice or some shit like Something that stupid um it's like who cares well once he decides he's not gonna write under that surname anymore well that surname comes to life well he decides because he is confronted by a random dude in his classroom because he teaches at the college yeah he's like i know who you are and i know where you live it's true all kinds of shit (laughs) it was confronted by rusty shackleford (laughs) (laughs) i went i went there with you yeah and who cares right like (laughs) This is not an uncommon practice. I know. I guess it was in back the literary in, uh, world in '93. I don't think so. In the prehistoric <laughs> ages of 1993. Yeah, I, I, I don't. The... There was something because he is um, a like a writer of more like scientific things. They were thinking that if someone like found his found out that he went mm, yeah. the pseudonym was him, it's that the... it would. Bastardize his, his stuff. It's I don't the know. plot of the 2016 Ghostbusters be... film. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Okay. Exactly. It. Holy shit. Yep. Got it. It is. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So, because of this dumb horse shit. Yeah, but this word doesn't make any sense because then he's just like, oh, well, then I'll just tell the world that I did write these books and then yep. I'm not going to write them anymore. So, once again, there were no stakes and in that. And his reputation was not tarnished. And if it was, they didn't say anything about it. There were no stakes so to that matter. whole part. The only reason that comes back in is that when people start dying, he's like, that. the guy who threatened me is clearly the guy who's doing this. Mm-hmm. And then, just real quick, they're like, nah, he's not. And then, so, none of that mattered. Um, but the film does start with uh him as a child him as a child he's having a quote-unquote tumor removed mm-hmm. uh turns out to be uh, an absorbed twin okay mm-hmm. birds cg birds yeah uh jurassic birds yeah and then <laughs> present day well um the good thing about this movie is the um the gore effects were good they're awesome because when, when you the, see him doing brain surgery, removing the tumor, and they cut open his brain, and there's a fucking eye in it that looks at him. Yeah. And it's moving around and shit. It's awesome. Yeah. And when the birds eat that other body later, at the end of the yeah. movie, it's awesome. That's pretty dope. That's, the best, cool. that's, that's the, the best part of the whole, whole fucking movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's where, and, then the, and then it's fucking over. Yeah. Birds eat a corpse. Credits. Like, they get the <laughs> fuck out of there. Um, which that's how you end the movie, bro. <laughs> like you just, we just had all these birds eat this corpse. I'm really gonna want those birds eating that corpse? <laughs> and Romero's like, I know what I'm doing. Um, 
Do you think he looked at this script and he was like, yikes, well, at least we're going to have these birds eat it's this corpse. bird eating the corpse. Let me write that in real quick. Because hey, he wrote the screenplay. Did he? I, thought, I think so. I thought Stephen King wrote it. Let me double check. I want to say he may have collaborated. Yeah, it's very possible. But, uh, yeah. nope. George Romero by himself. Wow, interesting. Wow. Wow. Okay, so let me walk you through this movie real quick. Okay. Um... That tumor, quote, absorbed twin, um, turns into a man because of magic. Um, Maybe. I, and that man is George Stark, which I don't understand, but because uh, Thad doesn't want to write those books it's anymore. It's his long-lost twin that comes it's to his, life who's from the South and greases his hair back and carries yeah. a straight like razor. Connected they're telepathically con- and they're connected. Of course, come on. I mean, and, everyone knows that. And all twins are connected, like tele- telepathically. Uh, George or Frank or whatever his name was. George, is, yeah, is getting sick. Mm-hmm. But then when they get together later, then Thad starts getting sick. It's mm-hmm. a real. Oh, also Thad and his wife have twins, mm-hmm. which his wife was screaming at him at one point for just for being babies. And then, um, yeah, I don't, dude, I can't, I can't get my head around why the tumor comes to life. I can't get my head around why this movie was so fucking long. And then what are the... See, I wish, I feel like the movie would have been better if the tumor hadn't come to life. It was just part of his subconscious. That's what I'm saying. I would have been cool if he just had a magic book and this character popped up out of it. Well... Or if he was just both of them the whole time, but yeah, when it was that like made more sense. when it was just a physical being that was that tumor somehow, it's not a tumor. I just, and what I the, just kept hoping in scenes the where they were. Go ahead. Go ahead. I kept hoping in scenes where they were together that uh, somebody would be like, "Who are you talking to?" Yes. So like they cannot make this where this is a real man, really. Oh, uh, yes, they can. That's. That lost me, but yeah, whatever. You thought they were you thought they were fight clubbing it? Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, it's two men, tumor man, and uh, and he's from the south, <laughs> <laughs> like all tumor he's men like, are. <laughs> so you know he's so, a racist. <laughs> there were so many people that he sounded like. Like every time, like I thought it sounded like someone I noted, he sounded like uh, uh, that first. There's that first scene where he starts like um, going a little nutty, where he's just like, yeah. He reminds me of Jack Nicholson. Um, and then like his accent stuff, he sounds like Matthew McConaughey at one point. Mm. He sounds like Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice at one point. <laughs> <laughs> he's all over so the place. weird. Oscar winner Timothy Hutton, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the older version of the dad in Haunting of Hill House. Haunting. Yeah. I mean, damn, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, sure was. Which again, I don't know why. I don't know why he looks so drastically different 20 years later, but just I addressed that when we watched it. I'll never let it go. Um, <clears throat> and what's with the birds? I don't know. At one point, the old lady, his assistant, I don't, is smoking a pipe, 
and talking to him. Some sort of uh, colleague at the yeah. college. I don't know if it's his assistant or writing partner or whatever, but she's Reggie. Is that her name? Yeah, she's. Uh, I, I don't know. They're part. They're friends. I don't know either. But like, she's she's got the idea about the sparrows, and she reads from some book. I don't know. And they say the sparrows are something in Greek mythology. They represent something. They. And that's why they carried the evil twin off into oblivion. And they show up, and he's like, "They're gonna, they're coming for one of us, aren't they?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Which one?" And then she was like, "The loser." And I'm like, "Well, that couldn't be more." They're coming for me because we're all losing <laughs> by watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't hate it, but it's just real dumb. I hated it. <laughs> I thought. Of the two, it was better. Um, yeah, I mean, so later on, uh, he is like, he's running. Okay, by the way, I wrote one note about this movie, mm-hmm. and it was that I love that the police in this town are just telling their number one suspect all the evidence they have about the case. For which he is the suspect. Well, it was a small town, and they were clearly <laughs> friends. Yeah, but he can't be like, why do you think it's me? And like, well, we found your fingerprints, blah, 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 blah. Like, here's all the, like, it's, yeah. it's so ludicrous. Um, and again, I just don't, I don't know. Like, what's with the facial prosthetics on him when he's Southern? That was weird. I don't think I care. <laughs> So at one point he puts on a ball cap and sunglasses, and then so does his evil tumor twin from the south. Because they're acting one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, much like another film, and uh, <laughs> twin starring yeah. Devito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and then, and then at one point they're each holding one of the babies, and then mm-hmm. one of the babies gets like a bullet real close to him and he did not care <laughs> not face that baby's all like ah! <laughs> that baby like is used to the sound of gunfire for sure um probably because they're trying to kill all those damn birds all the time i don't know what's um so about these babies real quick yeah let's yeah. talk about the babies so let's talk about babies <laughs> um <laughs> All right. New segment. <laughs> that that whole bit toward the end with the the fight stuff. Um, <laughs> fight. We're gonna get into it. That, whatever that is. Um, it's, it, it's focused on too much for it to not to have a point made of it. But one of those babies goes for that blade. Yes. Yeah. Are they like trying? Is it like trying to point out that one of them is a dark half of the other? No, I think it was just the baby going for a blade. <laughs> They're like, I think they don't need to leave blades right next to them babies. I think the f- if the filmmakers heard this, they'd be like, uh, yes, yes, that's definitely what we were going for. No, you're looking way too hard into this. It was just a baby picking up a blade like they do. Let's get into that fight scene. Now, what do two writers do when there's a good one and a bad one? How do they fight? Well, cousin, they have a write-off. Good old-fashioned. Get your pencil (laughs) sharpener out, and we're going to story one another till the other can't take it. 
<laughs> this town ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> That's a pencil sharpener. <laughs> oh, your lead broke? Oh, man. You lose. Like, it's just what a dumb. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Mechanical pencil. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Calling an audible. <laughs> this guy's writing in ink. He's got no fear. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> like, I like. I'm. Like, I'm digging on it. Like, not digging on it, but maybe like the first 30 minutes or so. I'm like, when Rooker's on screen, I'm interested. Oh, man, he's he was great. so good. Well, and this and is an early role. He hasn't even, like, gotten as good as he will get. Oh, no. and he's got hair, which, you when know what? was Henry fucking portrait of a serial killer? I think it's like 96, 97. Because he is... F- it, have y'all seen that? Yeah. Kendall, have you seen that? Oh god, he is phenomenal. Man, in that. he's fucked up in that movie. And that movie is fucked up. Super fucked up. Keep talking. I'm not oh, okay. Go for it. Um, and I would say that even here with a head full of hair, I don't like it. Bald is his look, man. He just that was an '86. Whoa. I know. Taking some steps back. I thought it was after this. I did too. Oh well. I had to reassess everything I know. Maybe well, just that. Romero was like, tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we ain't making we ain't making a good movie here. <laughs> it's a I don't know. I was like I was like maybe this is a bad script, but if man if he wrote it, I was just like, what were you thinking? This is what he he has to work with with the source material, man. You see what I have to work with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is based on a book or a story? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if this was another original. One of them storybooks. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else? Um, it's just, I don't know. Like, So the, I'm, the first chunk of it, I'm with it. Because I'm like, oh, he's like going out at night. And he's got all this time that's unaccounted for. Yeah. But once I mean, everything adds up when they're doing the investigation. <laughs> but once there's the two of them, I'm like, well, then wait. Why is he missing when the murders, if there's, if his, if there's another one that exists? Well, the twin knows when he's gone, so that's when he strikes. How did the twin be- go- grow from a tumor into a southern man? That, we're going to have to call <laughs> Stephen King up. Oh, God. Is this a commentary on southern people? <laughs> yes. We're all blade-toting sons of bitches. <laughs> Are we just tumors that grew into things yeah we are a tumor on on america the, the police are all over the place in this movie by the way because he kicks a dude to death in a hallway yeah and then he fucks off out of there and the cop's like hey wait ah uh, he's gone and he waves at him he's yeah like, who was that i don't know uh, he's a dead guy he's gone and then they see the dead oh. guy and they're like ah would you look at this the uh the dude that he kicks in that hallway the the reporter yeah that sweet uh, rat was tail. Mr. Mr. Kincaid from uh, Silver Bullet the first kid who dies in uh, Silver Bullet that's his dad oh, damn it is I don't remember but I'll take your word for it it is he he fucking I looked it up. karate's that fucking rat tail <laughs> one with that straight razor. Uh, he did us all a service with that. He did. He was like, sir. Um, yeah, and then the cop's like, man, would you look at this? What a mess. Mm-hmm. They're like, probably was that guy that we didn't even pursue. The guy that was waving with at us, holding a razor. And then probably later, him. And then later, 
Oh, that's when he's at the doctor, and then you know that southern tumor sneaks in and murders the doctor. <laughs> that southern tumor, and then he takes <laughs> off, and Hutton's all like, uh, uh, "Call a hospital." Then he leaves, and so police are rushing to that doctor's office because there's a murder. <laughs> there's been a mita. I believe there's been a murder. <laughs> And a car is speeding away from that doctor's office, and they're like, "Nah, we gotta get there. We don't have time to time for this shit." It's not great common sense. No, not great police work in this movie is what I'm concerned with. No. Um. Okay. So a tumor becomes sentient, grows into a man from the south, um, Mm -hmm. based on a character that Mm -hmm. the writer created to write his. Well, it's like they shared a brain. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how the is second base is the character the the main care is the is the author the the what is it what do you call it a pseudo pseudonym pseudonym, pseudonym. Mm-hmm. is it's the same name of the main character in the stories because he was calling so. him was the name of the author Alexis Alexis Machine was the main yeah yes character no, in the he's books not the, but he was using that George Stark name but acting like. Mr. Machine here. I guess. Well, because only someone that dark could come up with those stories. Though. I believe I'm looking way into it. Yeah, this is not I'm a... thinking too hard about it. Not a deep picture. Um, trying to think of... I mean, I just... Um, yeah, I just... I wanted this to be about, like, mental illness. Like, my Duality of man. <laughs> right, that reporter, like when Thad first starts like going off, like you see him get a little crazy is when Mike, that reporter guy mentioned schizophrenia. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's what this is going to be about. But perhaps no, the story just is two more like that. Maybe two I, once again, yeah, there's just two of them. And I'm just, just like, two dudes. <laughs> one's a tumor from the South. You know, the story. <laughs> <laughs> that old that old chestnut um cut some dude's wiener off and stick it in his mouth what's mm, the deal with that yeah that's what a southern tumor gonna do <laughs> just southern tumor behavior you know <laughs> cutting wieners off jamming an orifices um yeah man I, I don't know maybe the book or story I don't know what it is uh is um well, I've uh, on the bad movies, I've heard the source material is way better than the movie. Yeah. Multiple times throughout social media that I'm I have posted sure. links to our shows to. I'm sure. I mean, that again, They're like give the source material once over. It'll it'll win you over. I'm like the movie sucked. Yeah. And I kind of don't want to touch it. And it's a bummer too because like George Romero did this, but yeah. like you know, let, let's I'm gonna be real honest about George Romero right here. Like he he missed way more than he hit. Yeah, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine because the hits are so good that they make up for it. But mm-hmm. this one is I, this one is confounding. Yeah, it's just weird. I, why would you even look at that source material and be like, "Whoa, they got a they do a write off at the end"? Oh, it would have been a better, you know, if it went into mental illness and you know made yeah. some sort of confound social commentary on how America just doesn't give a crap about mental people. Mm-mm. But no, 
Southern Tumor Magic Birds. You know. <laughs> Southern Tumor Magic Birds. Part two. Um, yeah. I can't recommend that you watch this movie dark. at yeah, all. I can't. Um, now, if you love the dark half, I'd love to hear about it. Please uh, write us at carpenterrantspod at gmail.com. Let us know. How's that source material? Let us know. We want to know. Yeah, it's not a... You know, our, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. There there are some things I noted that I do want to mention. Go for it. Are, are, you, guys, are you guys pretty much done with the I didn't want to talk about this movie in the first place. So. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um, uh, let's see. So, um, as Stephen King, I, I don't know how much of this is just the this, the screenwriting or what, but um, Stephen King doesn't really hold stereotypes up to Southern people only. There were some New Yorker stereotypes, like the whole, uh, like New Yorkers don't care about what's going on around them mm. kind of thing. Um, and when dude was or when bad thad I, I, before i knew his name bad i kept note, noting him as bad thad, bad thad. Um, yep. when he was uh kicking rat tail's ass in that hallway he opened dude opens the door and he's like what's going on out here like, murder <laughs> oh, yeah. you want some and he just shuts the door back yep and uh the cops legit say forget about it yeah they when do. he was like running to the elevator like mm-hmm. come on yep I'm walking in. Um, and uh, Bad Thad had some really good one-liners. Uh, whose throat did he slit? Oh, Rick, the the the, the male publicist. Yeah, yeah. Said, Sorry, Rick, it's a cutthroat business. <laughs> yeah. Hey, real quick, when the um, that state trooper finds um, the photographer that he killed mm-hmm. when he finds his truck and um, he was like you drove it all the way down here like this then he says some weird shit he was like what's your mama think about that or something what? really what? weird do Dude. you remember that what's mama gonna think about that what's I want to say it's like maybe a, like a one horse town kind of thing and mama is like the person who runs dispatch at the sheriff's department or something and he's got to phone it in to Mama and tell her about it. I don't know. That was or weird. Else he's yeah, it was super weird. Venting for Mama's family. That <laughs> Mama. <laughs> that was one of the moments I had the remote and I was like, mm, hovering over that button. Yeah. <clears throat> weird dialogue. Yeah. What's Mama going to Yeah, that was very strange. That? Um, I'll, I'll admit too that I, like I hit play. And before it like, got up and walked off. I did. Before it even started, I was like, well, I'd like some breakfast. So I went and like, made some bacon. So I didn't even see the first like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, made some coffee. I could hear it. So I'm like, I know there's a movie going on. <laughs> I thought you were listening to the coffee rather than... Li- no, no. <laughs> Good time. Not Something really. I did like, though, is... Um, the the Elvis the Are You Lonesome Tonight like mm-hmm. every time you heard that you knew some shit was about to go down I did like that kind of clue mm-hmm. I dug that I didn't notice that one time yeah that's why I sang Elvis when we started the show <laughs> I don't remember yeah that the either. first time uh, Thad has like an episode at the very beginning mm-hmm. he's listening to Are You Lonesome Tonight yeah 
Um, it's playing that nightmare that he has. Yeah, every and time it's playing again at the end. Tonight, <laughs> shit's about to go down. It was playing at the end when he kidnapped the twins. No, I don't. I didn't register me. Didn't register to me once. All right. I don't. I have no memory of hearing that song at all. That's fantastic. Okay. I do have questions. I'm sorry, I keep bringing shit up. No, no, no. I've got nothing to say. Just please talk and make this episode a little longer. Um. So I feel really dumb. I feel like I should know what this is about because I know a little bit about it. But yeah, I've seen references to Castle Rock in a ton of these Stephen King movies. Is is this part of a greater picture thing that I should know? This is the fictional town and or fictional area of Maine that he made up. And basically, all these stories take place in Castle Rock, unless it's stated otherwise. Yeah, it's just okay. in or around Ca- Castle Rock. Is just like a, um, it was like just a point on the map that he created that he mm-hmm. can just kind of like point back to. Yeah. So it's nothing. It nothing dawned on me the other day that Castle Rock is a show on Hulu yeah. that I should be watching mm-hmm. for this show, so yeah. I can report back. But I have not started it. Yeah. Yeah. It has something to do with Shawshank, from what I remember, and it's got the kid, the dude who plays Pennywise, and then it. Um, yeah, it's, it's supposed got some- to take like little bits and pieces of every Stephen King, like it's kind of like a Twin Peaks type of thing that's set in the Stephen King where universe. Someone, yeah, goes to Castle Rock, and then you see all these people. Like they just announced, the next season will have Annie from Misery in it, mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit. Like you'll see. Characters or stuff from every Stephen King novel in it. Well, hell, maybe I should start watching it. Uh, stuff will I, make sense to me. I need to for research for the show. I guess I watched like the first half of the first episode a couple months ago, and it just yeah, I wasn't Same. into it. But I was not either. Also, hadn't seen a bunch <laughs> of Stephen King stuff a couple months ago, so maybe I'll be more into it if like, I can get it. You know. I'm never going to finish this. And I know that about myself. Okay. All right. Okay. Barely watch the shows that I do like. So, mm-hmm. not picking up a new one that I don't care about. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dark Half. It's a movie that I've watched once. Yeah. I hope that. Let me see. All the time. Uh, let's see what's going on. My wife's texting me. Make sure that everything's fine at home real fast. But yeah. Hi. Um, I will flat out tell you that uh, kind of ready for the Stephen King list to be done. <laughs> yeah, same. Man, um, I'm not having as much fun with this one as the rest of the ones we've tackled. We're coming up on some good ones, though, right? We are. We are. Yeah, but we I think we still got to get through. We got a couple tours to wade through first. And um, one of the upcoming, actually the next one um, that we record after sl- the Sleepwalkers episode, mm-hmm. what we do next week, yes, is uh, Needful Things, which is kind of hard to find. Hey. Hold really? up just a sec, because you're the typing like sounds like a, a drum. 
Yeah, I can that, hear it. Hold on. Dead air anyway. That's weird because it's silent. So it's weird. That it's you like could hear boom, 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 boom. It's, it's the, weird. It's the Facebook it's, message. Uh, I guess so. Anyway, um, I don't Sorry. know. We could we could double them up. <laughs> just do just do two movies an no, episode because, to get um, rid of them. I mean, we could after the the Mangler is after that, which I actually want to see. Okay. It's uh, directed by Toby Hooper, stars um, uh, Robert England. Neat. I'm into it. Well, this one was directed by George Romero. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Maybe we need to fucking put them together here. Because, um... Yeah. Are we doing Dolores Claiborne? No. No. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. I, well, I thought we were going over the list. What's next? Um, After Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. And then... Needful Things. Needful Things. <clears throat> All right, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we can see. Anybody know what Needful Things is about? No, I'll look it up. Yeah, let's, just, let's um, see. I know it, it's kind of hard to f- track down. Needful Things is? I believe it is. Oh, okay. Okay, then. We'll see. All right. When a creepy older man named Leland Gaunt oh moves to God. a small town in Maine and sets up an antique shop, bad things soon follow. Oh, I think the antiques are cursed or something. Uh, that, that, again, that's a premise. Yep, it is a premise. Will it fall flat? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been brutal. It's got Max Von Sydow and Ed Harris in it. Okay. That's, I'm interested. All right. God, I hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, we're hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do our best. We're gonna do it anyway. You know what? Because we're troopers. We are we're troop. We've only got like twelve more weeks of this. <laughs> Twenty-eight more weeks. But we're coming up get, on. Um, yeah, it's gonna get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got we got some weeks to go. Yeah, we get to some good ones. <laughs> we still got. I believe we still have thinner coming up. And then the night Evil flyer, things, whatever the mangler, the thinner, the night flyer. Don't know what that is. Um, Dreamcatcher, secret window, riding the bullet, fourteen oh eight, which is I saw it once and I liked it when I've I saw ne- it. I've never seen it, and it's been a while. I saw it in theaters. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, the mist. Ooh man, I love the mist. Uh, Mercy. The. It remake. That's so good. Gerald's Game in 1922. The Netflix ones. Haven't seen either. Very excited. And um, both really good. We got the new Pet Cemetery coming out in two weeks. Uh, next or week. next week. Yeah. And we'll cover that in a couple weeks. We'll probably. cover that in a couple weeks. We got It 2 coming out this year. Yeah. You no, know, there's good stuff. There's, there's more good stuff than bad, actually, yeah, on and this I'm, list. But those bad ones are so yeah, bad. It's just, it's a, it's hard to get through. Um, and I don't know what we'll do. I don't know what we'll do after this. Maybe I, I was doing some. I was like putting some thought into it. And again, this little inside baseball. We'll probably yeah, we need to brainstorm more after another. The fact. But like maybe we should focus. Maybe we should just like start covering some quote unquote classics or things that are held in high regard or you know just mix it up a little bit. Like maybe not just a, a themed thing where we force ourselves to sit through trash to get to good stuff. Like yeah. I don't know. There's there's probably a list out there of like you know, the best 
like gore effects are the best, but and we can just like kind of create a list of we just cover some cool stuff. Um, well, you know, I wouldn't that, be against. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say what I wouldn't be against because I haven't seen, like, I've seen hardly any of them, um, Universal Monsters, like, original Universal Monsters. Oh, I'm That'd down. pretty cool. Let's do that. All right. Dracula's hard to sit through. Dracula's hard to sit through. Uh, it is a super boring movie. Yeah. Um, but the rest are, are fun. And Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of my favorite movies. Maybe we could do that closer to... Uh, we do that towards Halloween or Halloween, something. Halloween, yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be... I like that the episode is us not talking about the bad movie, but what are we going to do next? Because, um, God damn it, we're ready to move on. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know what else. We, we we pretty much beat the Halloween franchise into the ground, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> where it belongs. Big franchise-wise, we've got uh, Nightmare, but I know Kendall doesn't want to do those, and that's yeah, fine. And you know what? I don't want to watch all of those no, either. No, because those movies are garbage. There's yeah, only there's three only, good ones. There's only a couple of good ones. So... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe, maybe we just uh, maybe we just start picking movies and bringing movies and recommending movies to each other, and they can be classics. They can be new. They can be you know. There's all kinds of different things we can do. Or just a straight up horror podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just if if Shutter throws up something I've never seen, you watch it, you like it, and you recommend it to us, and then we check it out and we just fucking talk about it. I've been meaning, I've been, I've been wanting to go out of my way to watch new stuff because I live in the past in every aspect of my Same. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I bookmark a bunch of shit on Shutter, like new stuff, and uh, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Well, um, boy, I tell you, I have been doing a thing where if I get bored. I just flip through Hulu and Netflix and just watch whatever garbage-looking horror thing pops out at me. I've got I've got a couple to talk about <laughs> this the, today week. Today on this one? Yeah. There is a podcast. I mentioned it a long time ago. Um, I kind of stopped listening to them, not because of like the quality. It's still a good show. It's is called, it a carpenter shop? Fuck no, them. no, not them. <laughs> I don't think they. I think they abandoned their their shit. But anyway, it's called Cinematic Suffering. And it's two dudes, they're two friends, and uh, they go through, in alphabetical order, watch every single horror movie that's on Netflix. Yeah. And then they talk about it. And it's the most random fucking bullshit, fucking quarter of a star rating horror movie up to, like, the classics that are on there, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, that people hold in high regard. They will talk about it. And I've listened to it, and, like, they tear it apart. They, you know... They don't sit there and bash it the whole fucking time like I do when mm-hmm. I talk about it. But uh, like they're like, oh, if you want to watch it, that's good for this. But we don't recommend you watch it. It's a decent podcast. Okay. here's one. And it's a fun premise. I, I like it. They're watching shit you would probably never watch. Here's one. Mm-hmm. You listen. I'm sure you do. You listen to Talk as Jericho? Yeah. You know when they debate like the rock albums against one another? I love that, another? yeah. Let's, we do that with horror movies. Okay. Okay, so we good ones we're not gonna assign each other shit ones right but you just fucking we can get a bunch of great fucking movies put them in a hat just okay. randomly select and then we'll come on one week and we'll just fucking like oh, okay. make a That's case whatever we need we need content <laughs> make the case for our movie that week okay just might be and we don't do that every week 
this would be like special episodes. Like maybe we do that once a month. Okay. Um, you know, just some variety. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing this for like a while now. Yeah. A year and a half almost. If you have any ideas, hit us up at Carpenter Ranch Pod at gmail.com. They won't. You won't. They won't. I don't want to. Or call us either. at 731 439 8821. We're just going to be cranking out a great show. And, uh, but yeah, I think there's definitely some things. And, and, and the great show won't be this show where we sit around talking about the ideas for the show. <laughs> well, I, this is out I of we're you. bored with what we watched this week. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe it's because the format is a little stale, like not, uh, not in a negative way, but like we've been doing this the same way since we started watching the Carpenter movies. Oh, we changed it up a little bit, as in we don't go over every single plot point. That's very true. The Carpenter episodes just became we a, dissect. Yeah, it just from became opening a, to opening credits to closing. Yeah, it just became a conversation. I think mm-hmm. conversational is a little better. Um, but that was the whole thing about the Carpenter episodes. Was like we yeah. want to break down why this guy is a genius, his good movies and his bad in order. Yeah. Um, and then I thought we did some really fun stuff with like Friday Thirteenth because that's just a fun franchise. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing the King stuff, uh, which you know may have been a little more than may might have bit off a little too much with this one. Yeah. But we've seen we've had some good conversations, mm-hmm. and we've seen some decent movies and some movies I'll never see again for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know through the different variations, it has been a lot of the same stuff. So I don't know. I th- I like the idea of just bringing in some new things and maybe maybe expanding the like the recommend section um, to like you know. Now it's like not just a recommend, but like if you recommend something, check it out, and then we can have a conversation about that. I may actually start taking notes and be prepared. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That you know that might be something. I won't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. The, I think it might be time to just evolve a little bit. Um, yeah. But we're gonna finish these fucking King movies. Rest assured. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Rest assured. Um. But uh, now that we've kind of, and now that we've kind of figured out and that, that was the dark half. Yeah, now that we've kind of figured out, we can get out and go to the movies every once in a while. Kind of um, hoped some birds would fly through my window and pick <laughs> just apart eat my me alive. <laughs> fly away. <laughs> one bird landed Girls on your window. Now. One bird landed on your windowsill, and you were like, "Come on, come, come on, on, come on, just do it, come on, do it." You, you were like fucking story. Rorschach at the end of Watchmen. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> one landed on my back patio and my cat flew out of nowhere and grabbed it and ripped its head off and left it on the patio for us and was all like, look what I did. Nice. And I was like, that bird was going to take me away. What are you doing? <laughs> um, all right. So I wanted to, um, I want to talk about dark half before we talked about, um, sleepwalkers. Yeah. Because, uh, we saw another film. Mm-hmm. This week, and I think it just because it's Flintstones been, Viva Rock Vegas, yeah, because it's been out for a week already, <laughs> so we're a little late. We're a little late with our with our take on it. Boy, that got her right in the giggle bridges. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to put it off to next week's episode, so I just wanted to yeah. go ahead because we all we've all three seen uh, the new Jordan Peele film hmm. Us. Us. Um. I have had about 24 hours to marinate uh, what we saw. 
um, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I'd recommend everybody go check it out. Yes. Um, I. Uh, by the way, I'm. We're about to crack it open. So spoiler, spoiler, yeah. spoiler, spoiler. So uh, spoiler alert has been sounded. If you were just <clears throat> here for the dark half, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> because uh right now i want to get into this movie because this movie not an easily digestible film (coughs) which is not a criticism yeah i think it's a good thing because you see a lot of movies where they're just like you know they've spoon feed you every little thing um, so it's, it's what was that fucking movie that came on beforehand starring uh, Linda Cardellini? <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! Did you the have curse, the preview for that? The, cu- the, the curse oh. of oh. La Runa. Whatever. Yeah. Holy shit! It was maybe. Basically, it's jump scare the movie. Yeah. I it's mean, just, this is fucking mainstream horror garbage that you yeah. don't fucking need to see at all. Yeah. Now, if you go see that movie, you're not gonna have much to think about. You're gonna be like, "Ooh, scary ghost," uh, and that's it. Spanish ghost. Yeah. Don queso. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> yep. Uh, don't queso. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was okay. so disappointed, man. I was like, "Come on, Ooh, Linda come Carlin. on, Linda Cardellini, you're better than that." Well, I was. No, a- you, need, you probably need a paycheck. Yeah, I was into it for a minute, and then I was just like, "Oh, oop, wait, I've seen this movie." Like, oh, yeah, nine thousand. She got a bill to pay. Yeah, All right, I see. I, I it. see it. Um, yeah. So, us is not that movie. No, you you're gonna get to the end of the movie, and you're gonna be like, "Now I gotta go home and think for a while." Yeah. Um, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and it that kind of excites me because this will be a movie. A, I'm revisiting as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not in theater again, but I'll definitely buy it and just I want to dig into it. Yeah. Um, people are probably gonna be writing think pieces about this movie for a while, just trying to like keep, like figure out what the fuck is going on. And again, it's not convoluted. It's just it's dense. A, it's a it is dense. It's a thinker, man. There's a lot going on here. Um, I think the surface is pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. but like everything on, un- oh man, I'm just, I'm like, I'm making a metaphor for the movie right now by accident. Everything underneath the surface, you gotta, you gotta dig into it. So mm-hmm. I got five on it. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, if you, if you don't want anything spoiled, we are, I'm, cause I just got to talk it out. I think, uh, at this point I've had some then time. Tune out. Yeah, I've had Write us to carpenterrantspod at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts on us <laughs> you if won't. you haven't seen it yet. Um, okay. Give us your thoughts if you haven't I'm seen saying, it I'm saying go see it. Oh, I got gotcha, you, I got you, I got you, got you. Come back and listen to this other part of this Yeah, pod. Pause, Yeah, pause this. Go see the film. I'll leave it on pause for a week. Yeah. Come back mm-hmm. and uh, see what you... See if you see are, what you made us do. See if you listen to us and you're like, you guys are idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Because by the end, like, because let's say I don't know how long the movie is, but just for argument's sake, we're gonna say 90 minutes. Okay. So at the 88 minute mark, I'm like, well, all right, cool, up. that was that movie. And then in the last two minutes, how I long got, us is? Yeah. In the last two minutes, I'm just like, oh well, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I understood it. And I gotta think about it for a while, um, 
Because there is a twist, and I don't know what the twist means or why it even matters. But um, um, 116 minutes. Okay. Well, it didn't feel like it. <laughs> five no, minutes shorter than the dark half. Did you five at any point during us where you're like, "Oh my God, where are the birds?" Like it is so. <laughs> it moves at a great pace. This film. Um, okay, because it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, so, it, so it opens up with the family at the fucking boardwalk on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this drunk it, dad. It opens up to a Hands Across America commercial. It does open up to the Hands Across America commercial, which becomes very important to the plot of this movie. Um, <laughs> and you were going to jump over it. Yeah, I sure was. Um, and she is making paper dolls, I believe, while she's watching, um, which again, all this becomes important. Um, and then they go to the, they go to the beach and it's 1986. Yes. Um, she gets that thriller t-shirt, which feels deliberate. Um, again, knowing Jordan Peele and like knowing all the deliberate underlying things that he put in his last film. Um, when I see something in this movie, I'm like, this is on purpose. Like this yeah, wasn't nothing is accidental with him. No, nothing at it, all. It's to the point where it's like when I you think that was just a, a the the thriller shirt. Is that what yeah. you're, you're talking about? I think that was just a timestamp. No, there's more to it. Um, there's more to it. Well, I, I did read a little bit into which I'm I'm not a a huge thriller fan, but um, uh, the video has a lot to do with like a race of people that live underground. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, zombies. Yeah, and they come out from under the ground, much like what happens later on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just everything. So, but I mean, even that I like even that, that opening. Two and two together. Yeah, it's just sorry. Go people. for it. That really, really slow zoom out with, with the, the bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. That's like all white rabbits except for maybe two. Yeah. There's like a brown one and like one brown and one black one. Yeah. Like that can't be on like no. a, can't be a mistake either. No. That's very planned. Nothing is. And the rabbits are in the cages and later they're loose. Yeah. I mean, I I see the metaphors left and right here, but it's just when we get toward the end where I'm just like, wait, what? And so, um, okay. She goes... Were you hearing that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that was. So she goes uh, down the beach. It starts to rain. She ducks into like a fun house of mirrors or whatever. Well, her father doesn't watch her. That's yes. how she wanders off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the power goes out while she's in there. Mm. Um, and then she sees her reflection. But no, it's another little girl. And then uh, and and we will be jumping back to this throughout the movie. As it's clearly something that she's repressed and like worked through. Anyway, so uh, now we're seeing her with her family. They're going to the beach house, which raises a lot of questions for me once I get to the end of the movie. It's yeah. the first time I'm watching it, and again, I've only seen it the once, but when I'm watching it, like none of this, you know, I'm not thinking about any of this. But now if I watch it again, then now the ending of it, the first time you watch it, is going to affect the way you watch it again. Yes. Um, so, man, it's just a lot, man. It's so dense. So they're back at the beach house, and then her husband wants to go to the beach with their kids. 
and I'm, mm. and we're, I'm jumping all over the place because I mean it's you gotta see it. It's so there's so much going on, but like even though there is not, and there's not, yeah, there is and there's not, but like once you realize what's going on, there is so much going on. Just in like subtext, dude. Um, things that don't really seem to mean anything become so important later, like the fucking boat engine that doesn't work, and then like later it's yeah. like a huge, you know. So, um, and so he, her husband wants to go to the beach. She doesn't want to go, and then there's all these flashbacks of her, like she couldn't talk when her family did find her. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to her in that thing, like she couldn't speak for a long time. And she had to go to therapy, and they encouraged her to, like, do all these artistic things, including dancing. Mm-hmm. So she goes into the basement at one point, and there's, like, their dance studio they made down there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway, so, like, okay, I just want to get to the end of it so that we, then we can kind of, like, Tarantino like work our way back because I feel like the ending is, right. the, is the part I need to work on because the rest I'm with it okay uh, there's all these people living underground mm-hmm. they seem to be copies of us in some way it's a failed clone experiment now here's what's interesting <laughs> she says that mm-hmm. but I was I, I was reading like a I was reading like somebody's like tweets like a thread of tweets where they're just, they'd seen it a second time. And Peel retweeted these. So, because um, the person's thoughts were interesting. She said, she kind of tells the story that she thought that they were created to control the people above. Mm-hmm. But once you get to the end and you realize, like, she's that girl from above, she don't fucking know. By the time she got down there, everybody's already, like, running around loose down there. Mm-hmm. So, and no one can really talk down there. Mm-hmm. So she just made that up. Yeah. So we don't really know why they're down there. Yeah. We don't know how many there are. Mm-hmm. Is it just America? Is it the entire world? Is this. Well, they said in. Right when the movie comes up, you have this text that come up. It said there are, in America, there's a bunch of abandoned underground tunnels, tunnels, subways, subways mine uh, shafts. Mine shafts. And no one knows which, what they were even for. Some of which. That, that makes me think it's just America. Okay. And then when they break into the house in the middle of the movie, they ask, who are you? And she says, we're Americans. She does say we're Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, that's, that, that's not, again, it's not accidental. Mm-hmm. It's deliberate. That's why I feel like I need to see it, dig into it, because I just, there's so much subtext going on there. So, what I what we think are clones, we have no idea based on Red is the, is the, the copy's name the copy mm-hmm. um she tells this whole monologue about you know what she thinks that they were originally created to control the people above but then they were abandoned so basically whenever like i'm moving here right now talking to you somewhere underground underneath us there's a version of me who's just like mindlessly doing the same things i'm yeah. doing because the bodies seem to share one Mm-hmm. She says soul. Yeah. There's only one soul shared between the two bodies. Um, uh, Lupita's character kills her copy, rescues her kid. Yeah. They get out of there. And then it's revealed to us, the audience, and I think her, that 
she is the copy. It like, has been. Has been the whole time. Mm-hmm. So Since she was a, a kid. She came lost. up that night into the funhouse. They flash back to the copy choking yeah. the uh, original choking out. The real girl out. Chokes her out, which is why her throat's all fucked up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, because they got that, they got, <clears throat> they got that kind of strength, you know, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, clones, yeah, clone strength. Um, <laughs> just somebody's nodding. Um, chokes her out, crushes her throat, drags her back underground, chains her to the bed, mm-hmm. leaves her there. She goes up, just takes over her life. Now. And none of this is explained to you. Mm-hmm. Purposefully. I was reading some people like, this movie's full of plot holes. I'm like, these aren't... Plot holes are where somebody totally forgot to... connect the dots yet. Yeah, like, this is a filmmaker saying, like, here you go. You figure it out. Like, you know, this is... I know what I'm saying, but here it is. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like she remembers at the end. Yeah. Because the flashbacks have seemed to be like, for us and for her, like these are repressed memories. So, I feel like at the end of the movie, she remembers that she switched places with that girl because she kind of smiles. Okay. Now, that then creates all kinds of questions for me throughout the movie. So... Like, it seems like they went back to that beach house a few times before this. Like, the kids were talking about being there the year before. That's their summer home. Yeah. They go there every summer. Yeah. So, why why now is it... I think she, she's got a little spooked because um, she had never seen, like, this weird pattern of coincidences. That's very true. Um, she kept feeling a stronger connection to her shadow, to her she, tethered. She did. She said um, she it, felt it like she was, her out a little. She said she felt like she's been getting closer lately. Right. So maybe. Yeah. I don't think she was as worried in previous years. Okay. Now all the the all the shadows below ground—that's what they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're just mindless idiots. But because one of them switched places with the other one. Clearly, this one was different than the others, mm-hmm. but she seems to like she doesn't seem to have a memory of what it like. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I got confused because it seemed like she thought she was the one that was always underground. Because she said, "I was always jealous. You grew up with a sky, and with blah 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 blah." Mm-hmm. Well, I think I don't know. I, I there's I always look at like mental like illness and wellness and health of stuff to do with this kind of stuff. But trauma like can yeah. make you forget everything. Yeah. So true. both of them experienced traumatic events with their swapping. So they could have easily just forgotten everything before. It's very true. Yeah. Okay. So their big plan is because all she remembers is this hands across America thing, apparently, because she's got that T-shirt. She had a shirt on. She yeah. had the T-shirt. So their big plan is they're gonna be they're gonna become free. Which it seems like her introduction to this group of people is what changed everything. 
Because she's smart. Because she's not from there. Mm-hmm. And she's. And it seems like she's able to control them because she makes some weird fucking noises and then they all listen to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can dance, which they were very, they very big fans of her dance moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It, so they still, they seem to still be sharing a mind of some. I don't, man, I don't know. This this movie is deep. A lot deeper than the dark half. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they seem to be sharing, like, their mind. So when when Lupita's character learns how to dance above ground, the one below knows how to dance. And um, when she has children, the other one has children. Like, it's just, like, they're still connect. Yeah, they call them, they call it being tethered. And their big plan, evil Lupita, is she, I don't know. Her big plan is the untethering. They're going to kill their others mm-hmm. and then form the Hands Across America thing. I don't know what their plan is after that. Maybe they don't have one. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they want that life because, uh, what's her name? Um, the blonde lady from Mad Men. Her other starts putting on her makeup. Yeah. And. She just she wants to be that other person. Yeah. And fucking Tim Heidecker, who's just steals the scene that he's in. Yeah, he was great. He in puts that. on that robe and he's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, just so good. Um, it, yeah, they, there's definitely a like they've been underground and forgotten, and now they're yeah. coming out and they're gonna make a statement. Yeah. And again, I don't know how many of them there are. Like, it seems like it's spread out pretty yeah. good ways. Um, well, you see a giant chain of them at the, yeah. literally the end of the movie is uh, the camera panning up and yeah. the chain of them goes on and yeah. on and on. Uh, just, and so it feels like feels like the apocalypse in a way. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what happens. So, and here's another question I had. So, uh, when the when the when the shadow switches place with Lupita's younger self, like obviously she learns how to speak and like mm-hmm. kind of um, forgets, I guess where she came from, whatever. But um, like, what happens? when you kill that other version of yourself like anything like i don't know will will the copies who killed their normal selves eventually just start to become those people or are they or because they've been down there the whole time are they too far gone they're all fucked up i have no idea i don't know was she gonna lead them on i have no idea i don't know yeah i don't know the movie left me with a lot of questions Mm-hmm. Um, which I think a good movie does. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I really like it. Oh, it's a, a very good movie. I really like it a lot. Like, I'm going to want to watch it again with the knowledge I have of it now to see if I... Because people are saying, like, they're catching all kinds of stuff. Like, really? second time around. Just the little stuff that, like, might not even matter, but they didn't... You didn't know to be thinking about it because mm-hmm. you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so 
so my whole thing with the ending is, and we kind of talked about this last night, I'm like, why does it matter? That's what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what does it mean, and why is it important that she was the copy and not the original? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, dude. I'm I mean, not. It's super yeah. deep. Yeah, it's real deep. I don't, like, again, so that's what I'm saying. So, and I, I said this to you last night after we saw it. Um, at the point where they escape, I'm like, okay, wow. Like, so the the world's fucked up, but her family is safe. And at that, everything makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But when it's revealed that they were switched, and then it just ends, I'm like, oh, now why did that matter, though? Like, why did it matter that she wasn't the original? And what does it mean? So I've seen some theories that Jason was also switched. Um, the son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the like that very last shot where they, like, connect eyes for a second, and it's almost like a, do we know? We know. Okay, we know. This is okay. Like, I, I didn't really look deep into that theory just yet but i have seen where some folks are saying that jason was also a swap but he can't talk his like shadow his tethered can't talk because he's horribly disfigured yeah yeah yeah. so that would make sense why like it, it couldn't really be known that he's swapped he, he, Maybe he, he was swapped uh, earlier in his life. They go to that beach every year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, God damn it! I'm gonna have to watch this movie again because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to discount that. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that would even work. Like to uh, me, really to me, that last moment to me was like her realizing who she was and him being like uh, yeah I, I took I, that as she coming to terms who she she really is and her son saying something's not right yeah there's some like but you know and what's up with his mask because he pulls that mask down again these things are so deliberate like man mask yeah they're not is there's uh there's more to it than like his face mask value. is just a coping mechanism. Yeah, definitely. Handle stuff. Definitely, and he's and the other one needed it because his face is all fucked up. Mm-hmm. But his isn't. I don't know. And they were still connected to the point where when he would do stuff, the other one would do it. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. Walking into that fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if maybe that's like a point to say that the the tethered also some somewhat control their like their actual like person above. Well, that's what so that's what Red was saying in her monologue. Mm-hmm. She was saying that she believed they were created to control the people above, but they shared one soul and they were abandoned. Um, now, I was thinking clones because they got all those rabbits. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like they were testing something on rabbits at first, and then they were 
I mean, somebody put them there because they got beds and stuff. And jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. Scissors. They got a lot of fucking scissors, Doug. Where do they get all the scissors? That's <laughs> now, if, now, if you... I would love to... I would love to... Add, that would be the question I ask. Because I'm like, I feel like the rest of this... <laughs> I got to Jordan Peele. Man, that Us movie? Where the fuck did they get them scissors? What's up with them scissors? They like, making them scissors. Because I feel like the rest of the stuff is just stuff I got to search my soul to figure out. But the scissors... So don't you want to know the deeper meanings? No. Where the fuck them scissors come from? No. Like, like I want to come at it and I want to think about it and just discover things on my own. But they got a lot of scissors and I want to know... They're where. making those scissors right. There's a lot of them and they got a lot of free time. Yeah. Now, maybe they made the jumpsuits. They made the jumpsuits with the scissors. I love that she doesn't... She was like, it took years of planning. And that's it. That's the entire explanation for how they came up with this. Well, um, I'm, going back to Kendall's thing, I, I would say that Red is controlling her since she is the clone all along that's very true so it's kind of like a two sides working against or working for one another you know what i'm saying oh, that might be a kind of a point for why people are saying that jason has switched too because he's like the actual one controlling the shadow to wear the mask yeah maybe because he has a he has a lot of parallels with well, they all do. Uh, with I mean, you know, Red had the same family. She sought out these same people that um, what's the the good one's name? Who her husband? The main character. Oh, Ad- Adelaide. 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 <clears throat> like I'm thinking, Red got with that family first and she had her family okay well no, the i mean when she's like telling her story she's saying that like she was forced <laughs> to fall in love with or forced to mate with this man and have these children that she doesn't love Basically. after the but you know adelaide, adelaide is is mirroring that yeah yeah, you're right. But and her I don't know. vision makes her fall in love with all of them. Some, and Red is doing this all part of a plan. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a good that's a good thought. But she tells uh, she tells Adelaide if you never if you had never learned how to dance, then like none of this would have ever happened. So Oh, well, she may have been talking to herself. That was very I mean she was out loud. Oh my god. Man. Oh, can we talk about how unsettling it is that they didn't have a language so they just like made those guttural sounds? That was horrifying. Yeah, her husband was, oh, sounded like fucking so um, scary. the lead zombie in Land of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was frightening. That scared the shit yeah. out of me. And she makes that sound when she stabs Red. Makes different sounds for every kid. Yeah. And hand gestures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when she's when she finally kills her other with the fucking fire poker or whatever, yeah, she lets out that like just yeah. you know she like regressed for a minute there into who she really is. I think that was kind of like some the tether severing. Yeah. Now what happens when you what happens when you do it? Because she seemed fine. She seemed fine. Um, and. I mean, to me, the story is a, like she was different. 
yeah. than the rest of the shadows. Yeah, because she was a real person. And she left. Now, this is a question I asked Doug, and I don't expect you to have the answer, but like, at some point, Red gets unhandcuffed from that bed. Why doesn't she then in turn just leave? Stick to the plan. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, when she I'm was saying. a kid? Is yeah, like saying? why? Like oh. she could have just showed up and been like, hey, that fucking weird one that doesn't talk is not me. I well, I mean, they there was clearly some control over her because she. Oh, I went, told you last night. I'm sorry, Kendall. Like, I don't think they would let her leave because they found out that she was different, and they had stuff to learn from her. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say like the the whole like talking and like not talking thing. Like she came down with like a knowledge of language, and she like yeah. regressed a little bit because. Yeah. Um, she's with people who just like grunt. And so she's it's like eight years old. Makes sense why why her like when she comes up, like she has that weird ass speaking voice. Man. Um Yo, she sounds like fucking so scary. Once upon a time. God, that was great. And I mean, and that, oh, of course, ex- explains why she couldn't speak for a while after she came up because she didn't know how to speak since she was the shadow person. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I get all that. What I'm curious about is why eventually somebody unhandcuffed her. I'm sure she talked one of them into breaking them open somehow. And then at some point, she should have just been like, all right, now I got to find that fucking escalator. Oh, well, I'm saying, um, yeah, sorry, I got, I distracted myself. But I was thinking that she was being, yeah, kind of like Doug was saying, was just, they had a hold on her because they needed her. They knew they needed her. She was different, and they wanted her knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't even seem like they were that aware. But again, we didn't really see a lot of her down there. They weren't aware because everyone was exactly the same. No one yeah. talked. They're just shambling, just Very true. beings. And you see one that can dance and talk and, yeah, you know, one isn't bottle, shambling. I do, I do have questions about. How did her parents not realize that she came back from that fun house with some nasty-ass teeth? Those parents weren't the best. I'm sure uh, yeah, you're right. uh, they had other things on their mind. Those teeth were gross. Mm-hmm. That's right. all. <laughs> I'm just thinking, man. I, I'm just thinking. But man, I, one of my favorite picture. One of my favorite characters was Elizabeth Moss's character. That oh, man, scene good. where she like has a switch where she's like it looks like she's screaming but then she starts laughing but nothing oh, she's yeah. not vocalizing anything Ugh. yeah oh that'll give me chills Dude, yeah, there's a cool. lot of stuff in this movie that like just i've been uh, the music for me the music was, was great amazing mm-hmm. and just creepy like i've like it's just been stuck in my head this is an extremely creepy movie that fight scene at the end where like they're dancing yeah. Like she's dancing away from all the blows and she's just like, by the way, uh, she's just in the dark a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it just is like kind of making the dark creep me out right now. Cause I'm just <laughs> like, 
There were so many moments in this movie where I wanted to pull my feet up off the floor into the seat with me because I was so just unnerved. Like my legs got like t- like twinges in them where I just I wanted to just like go into the fetal position. That was my so feet creeped were up. up because at Marcus Cinemas I was in a <laughs> heated reclining, reclining heated lounger. Mm. <laughs> All right, um, we ain't that fancy. Uh, man, it's just there's so much to like think I about. Still stick by my. We talked about this last night. The, so uh, I still think the overall theme of us is uh, you are your own worst enemy. Seamless. Um, yeah, you said that, and um, that's just a broad. Yeah, there's something about much like, more to it than that. So. <clears throat> What I'm thinking is, is the story is about this this girl who's different. Yeah. And she lives in a land of mindless idiots. Mm-hmm. And she escapes. Yeah. And she has a normal life. Yeah. And normal family. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's 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 deep, man. There's a lot going on here. I don't know. Man, it's, it's real possible Jordan Peele's a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses that to like make you know weird fucking <laughs> movies about clones. Maybe I don't know. Like. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the, <laughs> we said we said last night this movie should have been called Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because to me, so the, the that's why it matters that she's the copy is because she was able to break free from whatever this underground society was. Mm-hmm. So that's to me when I was thinking today I'm like that's why it matters that she wasn't you know like this is a this is a story of someone who changed their destiny escaped mm-hmm. this hell that they lived in yeah at the cost of condemning someone else to that life thereby creating a reason why that one would want revenge even though she doesn't really seem to remember but she seems more aware of what her copy does than, like, the rest of them, because they're different. And they say that we were born different. Um, Red says that. So, I don't know. I feel like it's going to take some repeat viewings and yeah. just some, you know, it's a lot to think about. True debt. Um, I really like it, though. It's really good. It's really fucked up, and it is very frightening. And I was saying before, and then I just went up to go to the restroom. Like, I mean, dude, the like, it's it. The dark is very freaky to me right now because I'm still fresh coming off this thing, and I'm just like, you know, there's something about kind of kind of rekindling that fear of the dark that you that you have when you're younger, and then like you you when you realize that like the dark is just the exact same thing, but the fucking lights turned off. But now it's just like, you know, this whole shadow notion is very frightening. And, like, your reflection, is, it just, like, kind of creates some, I can just I can just see all new, like, 
you know, when I was a kid, I accidentally saw a nightmare on Elm Street, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm afraid to go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. I would love for a kid to stumble across this movie and be like, I'm afraid of mirrors and shadows and my mom uh, and scissors and red jumpsuits. Um, just interesting. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, there's a lot of things I do want to know, uh, not not the least of which is the scissors, and the jumpsuits and the sandals. Like, where do I get all this shit? Yeah, I'm just concerned about the scissors. Were they like going up and bringing stuff down? Because apparently, when they decide to leave, like they're they can get out of there. So yeah. she, I'm sure she had to show them all how. Yeah. I don't think any of them be able to find their way back down there, but. Um, they're probably all the uh, crazy people that live on the streets, and they seem to be—they seem to be drawn right to their their copies because they just know right where to go. Yeah. And I made the point. I don't know that it's a fact, but it seems like they can't join the Hands Across America chain until they've killed their copy. Yeah. Seems to be the. I don't know. Yeah, this is a good movie. Yep. Very scary, um, very thought-provoking, funny even, when the fucking... Oh, yeah, it has some it's, light moments. It's very funny. When and some of the light moments are in the uh, the heat of the uh, light. <laughs> they find the hide-a-key. The terrorizing key. parts, yeah. They find the hide-a-key. <laughs> And she's like, they found the hide a key, <laughs> yeah. and her husband's like, "What kind of white shit?" Like, <laughs> that was hilarious. It was so good. Um, and even the fight with, uh, even the fight with his copy, where he's like peeking out of that bag, and then yeah. um, smacks his head into the engine to like, um, you know, it's very. Uh, it's interesting, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if the kid could have been a copy. I was thinking about that while the computer was fucked up for a minute. Because when would he when would he have gotten swapped? The other one walks all fucking weird. Seems like it would have had to have happened. I don't know, man. It would have had to have happened real early. And I don't think she remembered that she was that copy before. So it's not like she swapped him out. I I don't know, man. I wanted to th- do some more thinking on it myself, but I just haven't haven't gotten back around and to it. I, I've been trying to not think about it, but I can't stop. Mm. I'm trying to like focus on other things. But so I was um, <clears throat> I looked into like a little bit about what the whole Hands Across America thing was, and um, it seems to be a theme that. Just the the shadows, the shadow people, the underground people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like apparently pointing to them just never breaking free of this horrible life because Hands Across America was apparently this thing in '86 where um, it was supposed to raise a lot of money to end homelessness and hunger, whatever. And it like only it, it was a total failure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's it's supposed to lend to the fact that this thing that they're planning is also going to be a horrible failure, and that they're just not going to get anywhere. Hmm. Or did it succeed though? I don't know. 
Is she not the ultimate success story here, being that she escaped at the cost of replacing? I don't know, man. And what in the world would possess her to, like, well, I gotta chain that other one up down here so that I can be free, I guess, so that she wouldn't point her out, but so interesting. Yeah. Go out and see it. You got to. <clears throat> it is a head-scratcher. We didn't even talk about the and Bible don't, verse. It, well, no, if you don't even want to get deep with it, it's a good, straightforward... Just, definitely is. Yeah. It definitely is. It's really great. Creepy little home invasion movie. Oh, man, the home invasion aspect of it is upsetting, because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care for that. Because um, that's a real thing that does and can happen. True. True. Now, once they introduce clones, maybe, because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't... I don't. Maybe they're not clones. I have no idea what the fuck they are. Um, but once they introduce this, like the other side of this coin, then it becomes you know a little more supernatural and not as frightening to me. Home invasion upsets me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but even like the I know you guys were talking about the music. I'm sorry. No, um, yeah, but like, um, like I know it sounded like comical the whole like fuck the police song that was played from their like um us version of the alexa what they oh ophelia ophelia Ophelia, yeah um but like that is like it seemed like a moment of comedic relief with that song playing but like for people of color like that is a horror like that's actually like Mm -hmm. their horror every day is the police mm-hmm. yeah it's like i don't know just the whole thing just that song was unsettling to me uh, I, and i know it was supposed to be kind of like silly like lighten the mood a little but for white folks know. but not for not for got, white folks. i got my feels um kayla was creeped out when they played good vibration <laughs> i maintain that's a creepy song Josh laughed like out loud, very hard. I thought it was funny, but like <laughs> Caleb was legit creeped out by during that part. for years. I think I've always thought that the opening of that song is close. Yeah, that music. And the, it's a, it's it's a weird it's song. That theremin, man. That's a yeah, creepy dude, instrument. I'm telling you. Um, and the fact that when it's used in movies, it's usually when something bad's happening for ironic um, yeah. effect. But it's just a. There's something about that. Like it's just about that beautiful harmony. Yeah, there's there's an unsettlingness to that song. I feel. Um, and we didn't even talk about the Bible verse, but Jeremiah eleven eleven. Yeah. Which I immediately read when we got out of there. Um, Same. <laughs> uh, and I don't have it right in front of me, but basically it was like. I looked up the King James version because if it ain't King James, it, it ain't, ain't Bible. Bible. It ain't Bible. It's a bumper <laughs> sticker that I saw. <laughs> I don't believe the word "ain't" is anywhere in that King James Bible, but uh. all right, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Therefore, thus saith the Lord: Behold, I will bring bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hark, hearken unto them. Okay. So, I don't know what the context is. 
and because I don't I didn't memorize the book of Jeremiah, believe it or not. Hmm. However, God's talking about bringing forth evil upon people and then like you know ignoring their cries for help i guess maybe as a punishment for something because that old that old testament god was surly yeah um, a little bit so there's that and so i guess it could really apply to the, the people coming up killing everybody but it, it does also apply to the people below ground yeah. who are in hell basically and they can't escape um it's just man it's interesting yep agreed man there's so much man a lot I can't, of things going for it yeah I can't wait to watch it again and just like really mm-hmm. just yeah go in with that sixth sense vision no sixth sense sixth sense I was never able to watch and enjoy again I was like okay it's just like you can go back a second time and pick up on things that you missed. I didn't care. Oh, okay. I didn't really like it the first time I saw it, so that was a okay. Um, well, fuck me then. No, no, Damn. no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to Jordan Peele's version of Lady in the Water now. <laughs> No, I'm just um, I'm looking forward to the fucking Twilight Zone that he's uh well it's out is it yeah it's on CBS All Access I so it already came out I'll never see it um hmm. if you if you put your show on a streaming service that's not Netflix Hulu or Shutter I'm never seeing it like that's just you fucked up I'm not <laughs> subscribing to fifty different things I know they're trying I guess to I also. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I guess I also have stars now because I had to get that free trial. Yeah, that's to how watch I the watched dark the dark half, and I'll uh, never forget trial. to cancel it. I mean, I'll I'll never remember to cancel you it. You will. Oh, I canceled it right after I watched the the movie. You were like, you know what? I don't want oh, a channel that carries this movie. <laughs> well, I still get the seven days for free, but like, yeah. they don't charge me anything. Um. Yeah, I'm not signing up for another subscription service, and I know that's the idea. Like, we got to get all this good shit to make people sign up, but I'm like, literally, I'm not signing up for CBS. You don't want to watch all that Big Bang Theory? No. Mm. Stupid. Just sell it. Missing out, boy. Just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> if I was, if I was like creating something, and there somebody was just like, oh man, Crackle wants to buy this, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want people to see this. Um, it's just not an. This is not enough. I don't. It's like man, I saw an adult human with a bazinga bumper sticker on their vehicle yesterday. (laughs) I didn't know what to think. My mom and dad love that show. Of course, and they constantly tell me to all. You know, he talks about Green Lantern. You'll like it. Like I don't think I will, but see, it's a show for people that don't know anything about nerd culture to think. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, this is obviously how nerds talk to each other, and I'm just like, I don't think that it is, because I, I talk to a lot of nerds on. We don't sit around and speak in cliche. I'm not ever just like 
up up and away like you know it's just so dumb um anyway um yeah man i i can't recommend us enough um definitely check it out yeah, you gotta go see it because it that's this week's rants recommends yeah we're, we're gonna break down some more next week for sure but i knew we were gonna talk about this for a, a long bit, time yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it some more because when I see it again, I'm going to have more thoughts about it. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be a nice. I think it's going to be a nice little movie to revisit and, and just unpack a little more each time I see it. Um, whereas Get Out, um, I was pretty much like I was pretty much with everything that was happening in Get Out. Yeah. Um, there were things I didn't notice the first time, but they weren't like, you know, it wasn't it was a little more surface level where this one's just you gotta dig a little bit for this one I think dig a little bit yeah <laughs> this movie makes this movie makes you work a little harder for for what it's trying to get at and I appreciate that um, yeah would you say you like this more than you like to get out oh I don't last night last night I said I like to get out more but it's really a they're so different I don't know that I can even make that uh, I don't even know that I can make that comparison <coughs> definitely not yet it's too soon <sighs> because if in the end i get you know i get more out of this through you know revisiting and revisiting whereas get out you know might not get anything new out of it but i get i don't know that i'm not saying that i won't i'm yeah. just saying like you know this may pay more dividends later down the road yeah. so a little too soon for me to tell um it def- I mean, I just we we talked about it for like two hours after it was over. I was yeah, just like, we stood I d- in front of the theater, and the manager was like walked out. I was like, you guys okay? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we're talking about the movie. Talking about talking Wonder- about Wonder talking about Park. Wonder Park. <laughs> um, yeah, man, <clears throat> good stuff. Good for him. Good stuff. And it's making a ton of money. Yeah, which means that they'll just keep making movies that he wants to make. Yeah. Um. Which I'm, I think he's a, I think he is a unique and interesting voice, and I want to see, yeah. I want to see more, I want to see more of his cool stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, check out us, and then watch Dark Half. Now these movies are perfectly paired with one another. <laughs> they explore the dualities of mankind. Let's skip out on the Dark Half. <laughs> don't don't waste your time. Um. Unless you're a bird enthusiast. <laughs> a CGI bird enthusiast. Yeah, I'm, man. Was that like a Hitchcock grab or something? I, I still don't get the birds. They they explained it. It's just it was stupid. They said birds are some sort of evil taker awayer, <laughs> according to Greek mythology, and they, that's why they took away fucking. That's right out of that southern tumor boy. That's right out of the Odyssey. An mm-hmm. evil taker awayer. Mm-hmm. That explains bird box too, I guess. Still hadn't seen Not really, that. But... It's a movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else to say about Dark Half or us? I mean, I got plenty more to say about us, but I, it's just it's Check early. Out, uh, you guys, it's good. If you listen to this without seeing that movie, Carrie, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know you don't watch any movies, but you guys, it's it's thought provoking. Can I? Can I? The the 
chrome-plated balls on the US social media marketing team, flat out calling this the best horror movie ever made. I it is seen, not that. I haven't seen that anywhere. Oh, they're everywhere. I'll, on my, I'll, I'll pull up a thing and show you here. But uh, it's everywhere, man. And uh, I don't agree with that. It is a very, very good movie. I enjoyed it. A beautiful movie. But yeah. not the best horror movie ever made. And of course, I can't fucking find one when I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm, uh... I'm excited about it. Oh, we can end it. I don't have to show you this it's on... Not, on <laughs> it's, not, it's not every week that I see a movie that makes me think as much as this one does, so... Yeah. You know, because, uh... What did we see? We saw Captain Marvel, and I was just like, man, that was awesome. But, like... Yeah, Captain Marvel's just fun. Yeah, it's just, you know... It's, and that's that's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at, folks. Yeah. I like big, just summer action movies, and I also like just little quiet horror movies that just make me think about, you know, whatever they're trying to make me think about. Um... This is horseshit, man. I can't and, find one. Every time I get on Facebook or Instagram, <laughs> it's the, one of the first things that pops up. Well, are they sharing? They're probably sharing a quote from a review that somebody wrote. Now I've got one, but it's not that one. It's just like see, see us, us tonight. tonight. Yeah, they're probably just somebody wrote that, and then of course, if you, if you're that movie, you're gonna share that. Yeah. Um. It's it, we're gonna be unpacking it for years. I feel like um, be one of those horror movies that people talk oh, yeah. about uh, long after I'm gone for sure. Because um, uh, we're here and I'm still talking about the dark half. Who knew the best horror film of all time? This is a quote. Who's that from? Hollywood something heroic oh. Hollywood. Oh, I see, that's not even a thing. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a that's a clickbait website. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are probably some great people writing for Heroic Hollywood. Jeez, um, they're no bloody disgusting though. Head on over to Bloody Disgusting. I guarantee. Speaking you of bloody and disgusting, real fast. Yeah. Um, right before we started recording, I visited social media as I was waiting you to waiting for you to hook up the. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the mics and shit and this just popped up it's old news now I'm sure but um, the new Chucky in Child's Play will be voiced by Mark Hamill saw that mm-hmm. that's all that I was yes. excited I just love Mark Hamill I did doing too. VO work because he's great still not gonna great segue to our episode next week is it? yeah it is alright Mark Hamill's in Sleepwalkers for like five minutes. Wait, what? Yep. Tune in next week, folks. All right. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it because, boy, oh, boy, I missed it entirely. Uh, Cut. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to TCR. Uh, we've been the nobodies. Check out, well, check out us and uh, Check listen. out us. It's, it's, it's very, I mean, if you just love beautiful cinema, it's, it's, oh, man. it's, it's fucking it's pretty good. It's solid. Carpenterranchpod at gmail.com. Social media, we're there. 731 439 8821. Call us, leave it a voicemail. Give us a review of us. 
Give us a review of a dark half. Don't. Don't. Yeah, don't waste your time. Uh, Hit thank- us up. We out here. Thanks for listening. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. Keep on dancing. <laughs>